Welcome to You to Know Beans, the coffee podcast that today asks the question, well, if it's not your job, whose job is it? I'm Dan. I'm your show producer, and I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm Alia, and I so much don't know what I'm doing that my daughter managed to rickroll me this morning. Ooh. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I'm Melissa, and I'm pretty sure I've never been rickrolled this early in the year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ooh. dear Lord. Okay, so another long and arduous week. How's everyone doing? Good, and it's only Tuesday. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's Tuesday, March the 4,027th, just for you keeping score at home. Right. Well, I was going by fiscal weeks, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Still doing this? (laughs) Well, everyone, we are coming to a close of our first season. Some of you are probably breathing a sigh of relief, and um, as are we, admittedly, because we need to go out and find some more coffee. So we got nothing to drink this week? Oh, no, we've got stuff to drink. We've got stuff right. to drink for, for this week and next week. Um, I'm just saying we need to get more coffee. Like, you know, making a shopping list. We'll, um, we'll take advice, folks. So if there's something out there you've had that you really liked, let us know. Send us comments on Facebook or well, we're not on Facebook, are we? I have no idea. Send us comments on Twitter or Instagram, whatever, and say, hey, you have to try this. Well, that'll be good to know. Yeah. Well, you you were supposed to be in charge of Facebook. Am I? Oh, God. That I- <laughs> everything. If you want to know why Facebook is what it is, folks, it's because I am in charge. There you go. Uh, help us. What are we actually drinking today? Well, first of all, before we get into that, our friends at Blossom Coffee Roastery have suggested that we try their Rwanda Natural. So that's something that we can put on the list. Sounds good. Okay. So there's no Rwanda unnatural, is there? You don't want to go there. No, no, No. I don't. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Today we are sampling... Blue Thunder Blend, an offering from Clatch Coffee. Mm, Yeah. And Clatch Um, just sounds like an engineering device to me. It's also um, a a country in the Terry Pratchett series about Discworld. So, oh, yes. Okay. um, I wonder if there's a reference there, but I have to say, I have not seen the movie Blue Thunder in probably 30 (laughs) years, but. I remember it being quite a good movie. So, oh, okay. Relatively speaking. So, All right. I, I have no Academy Awards here or anything, but uh, might be worth a watch if you have not seen it and are interested in super duper helicopters and all sorts of weird police stuff. As I, I recall, like it. A, is it is it like a post apocalyptic movie or is it? No, um, it's a a weird technology meets um, hard boiled cop movie. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I, re- and- I vaguely, vaguely remember a bad television series in the 80s called Blue Thunder. Was that related to the movie? I think it was based off of this. Um, as wow. I recall, one of the um, uh, supporting actors is, I don't remember his last name, Daniel, somebody. He was one of the uh, thieves in the Home Alone set. Uh-huh. Um, oh, Daniel was- Stern. Daniel Stern, yes. So I believe yeah. he was in this movie. Um, I think he's better in comedy personally, but 
Yeah. Um, anyway, we've gone off the rails. Blue Thunder Coffee. Already? Already? <laughs> you don't say. Okay. <laughs> shocking, isn't it? <sighs> All right. Okay. So Blue Thunder Blend is rated darkest of the dark. Its notes are smoky, baking spice, cacao, and herbal. And marketing reads as follows. As smooth and dark as the sky before a storm, this blend combines smoky French roast beans with a spicy Indonesian. The result is a bold cup with a full buttery texture, herbal undertones, and a strong finish. Are you ready to rumble? Um, ready for buttery undertones. Okay. Uh, first question. <laughs> Did you read that and say baking spices? Baking spices. That that generally refers to like um, cinnamon, nutmeg. cloves, yeah, nutmeg. You know, like so in pump, a, like in a spice. spice. Kinda. I, I think maybe more like spice cake, less pumpkin. Okay. That's I, I how have I not read heard it. them described that way. I mean, you know, if I stuck peppercorns in the oven, those are <laughs> technically baking spices. But yeah, um, I think a number of spice companies. Um, I'm thinking of Penzi, like off the top of my head, because I was just recently. I don't know, browsing for whatever reason, but um, they have a blend called baking spice and it has like all of the aforementioned ingredients. So yeah. Okay. It's well, a thing. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've been making ginger snaps probably for about 10 years. So I guess I've been using baking spices and didn't know it. So absolutely. All right. We all have a good ginger snap. Okay. Do you have any available, Melissa? You ready to sample? Spicy Indonesians or... <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's just start with the coffee, then we can go hunting oh, for yeah. spicy Indonesians. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I just brewed it, and uh, it had like a really nice crema. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to give it a little taste. I smell the cocoa. Well, it does have a uh, definitely a spice to it. Yeah, this is a solid coffee. I mean, this, this yeah. This is good. Yeah. And I don't typically like like the Indonesian blends. They tend to be a little bit too bitter for me usually. But mm -hmm. this is like, it seems to have, there's definitely some bitterness, I guess, in the aftertaste of it, but there's it's also not, a little bit of sweetness. Yeah. It's not and over. Think, yeah. And I, it's not overpowering one way or the other. And, but I do like the spice flavor. It's kind of clovey actually. Well, I, I mean, that's in the, the realm of, of baking spices, the term that I have now learned. <laughs> this is a really nice full-bodied coffee. I, I am like, yeah, they, they totally nailed it with, with the buttery texture because I am, it's, it's like silk. It's really good. Yeah. Um, I guess that sweetness would be like the fruit that they're commenting on. Cause I don't, I, I mean, I don't particularly taste any like, fruit taste but there is like that sweetness like you said yeah i'm not i'm not gonna go out on a limb and say this is fruity and i don't think they even claimed that it was fruity but i oh, do no <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was a nice to have i don't know <laughs> but i'm digging this i it is just like pounding on the cocoa i mean yeah. it is it is really chocolatey for me See, and like cinnamon and yeah. chocolate go nicely together, I would think. So, I mean, if you are picking up cinnamon and clove, I could see that working together nicely. Yeah, I am. I'm getting a little bit of the cinnamon. I don't know about the herbal, though. 
I'm not saying that it's not there, but I am just so like happy with the chocolate that I'm tasting that I, I just haven't like mentally moved past that yet. Well, we we've gone out of order anyway, because normally I, I make you smell the bag. So but we're just that hung, hungry for coffee this morning. All right. Let's, hold on. Yeah. Let's <laughs> open take, the take bag. A, take a step back and through the magic of editing, I could move this, but I don't know if I want to be bothered. So we're just going to break. I don't think it's that important. Okay. Yeah. I don't get anything anything from the bag, but what's new? (laughs) I always try. I always try though. I'm I'm smelling. um, I get, I I get even chocolate out of the bag. Okay. This is really good. No, no milk product needed at all. Absolutely not. I was worried that I would probably have to cut this with a little milk or or something, but no, this absolutely drink on its own. It probably will taste fine with milk, but just the full glory of this coffee is naked. That's what kind of show we've got today, folks, naked (laughs) coffee. Uh, Yeah, I definitely thought we would have to have some kind of milk, but uh, it's, I'm really surprised. It's not bitter at all. It's got a nice spicy taste, slightly sweet. It's just really good. Yeah, I'd say this is a very nice, well thought out, well-rounded coffee. And it's just really balanced. It's very three-dimensional. Yeah, I mean, if you were an artist, you could sketch this coffee and it would be like real. Okay. It's nice. I hate those four-dimensional coffees where they suddenly disappear in time without you knowing it. Yeah, um, Tesseract coffee is so hard to drink. <laughs> Since you say buttery, yes, is this the sort of thing you might, like we talked at one point about sort of coffee floats and putting ice cream <laughs> and stuff in. Um, Bullet coffee. <laughs> would, you, would you do something like that with this? Because I would think silky and buttery and ice cream. Well, I think everything goes with ice cream, but... Um. I think an affogato would be good with this, but I mean, yeah. I wouldn't waste a good coffee like this on an affogato. Sorry. Help the ignorant. I, um, like oh, avocado, right. avocado? Yes. Or yeah, avogadro, will... like the number? Or... Yeah. We're, <laughs> or Dan. It's, it's when, oh, you yeah. ha- when you put 6.0233 times 10 to the 23rd shots of coffee into a <laughs> box and just... <laughs> And then yeah. later die because you, <laughs> yeah. you drown in your own coffee. If you think we're, we're climbing <laughs> the walls now, imagine doing that much at once. It's well, it's it's officially like one of the hottest days in New York City right now. So that could explain a lot. Our brains are probably melted, maybe. Now, affogato, that is a, a shot of espresso over a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Okay. So a coffee float, I guess. Yeah. Except for I mean, there's really not much to float on, but yeah. <laughs> I But that means more ice cream, which is fine as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah this, this would make a, this would make a very respectable affogato, but like yeah. I said, it's great on its own. Yeah. We, we, we look for respectability in our coffees, <laughs> not, not in <laughs> our podcasting, <laughs> not in our podcasting, but the coffees should be respectable at least. Yeah. Well, <laughs> That's what that's what we hope to find, I guess. 
So okay. did you have a did you have a weird news story today? Ben? I, I have I have two weird news stories for you, in fact. Um, Bring it on. One, one of which, Ali, I believe you found, but we'll start with the oh, other. We uh, we thank the New York Post for this. So be aware of what you may be getting. Um, as a, uh, a, a radio host, I used to listen to you say the New York Post. We occasionally write in English. But um, <laughs> today's uh, the weird news says. Corsica closes beaches after rampaging cows hurt tourists. That is utterly insane. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Yes, it's a very moving story. Thank you very much. Um, the story says that beaches in Corsica were closed this week after unusually aggressive cows started goring tourists. Are there usually aggressive cows? I will admit that as uh, somebody who daily goes through a page of the Talmud, actually, yes, aggressive cows are mentioned fairly often. So the French-owned Mediterranean island has over 15,000 cows who have become <laughs> unusually headstrong after a year of lockdown. I'm not And they surprised. just, they roam the beach? Apparently they do. A herd of cows chase tourists down a popular street. And <laughs> that's, in, that's in Spain. That, those uh, are bulls. You, usually it's bulls. In this case, it's cows. And a 70-year-old a woman was unfortunately flown to the hospital with a, quote, severe leg wound after being attacked while hanging out her laundry. What? Yeah. Wow. So, and, they, and they're not, they don't have like a disease, like mad cow or something? I, it seems not so no, far. No, not mad. They are angry. Angry. <laughs> well, we're all angry about this. Is not a mental condition. Being... <laughs> Don't belittle the cows. No. <laughs> we're, we're all angry about being still I, stuck. I, so uh, I uh, don't blame them. Yeah. No. And of, of course, being the historian, I mean, Napoleon was from Corsica. Yes. Oh, that's so right. Yep. I suspect it is entirely possible that there is a, a Bonapartist line to this somehow. But um, go figure. But the other story, the one that Ali found. The other story. Another good one. Mm -hmm. It says zoo bans woman having, quote, affair, unquote, with chimpanzee from seeing him. This yeah. is not in the biblical sense. Apparently. She was being snarky, I think. I, I guess yeah. she was um, a regular attendee at the zoo and somehow developed a close bond with one of the chimpanzees, which is preventing said chimpanzee from bonding with other chimpanzees. Hmm. The chimpanzee's like 30 some odd years old, right? Something like that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's so, if he's not bonding with chimpanzees by now, it may be a little late. Yes. Yeah. That, that's um, my I mean, I'm not a zoologist, but I'm just. I have children and uh, <laughs> I, I, I kind of see how these things go. Yeah. Apparently she like makes eye contact and blows kisses and the chimpanzee blows kisses back the other way. And um, I mean, apparently this chimp has been at the zoo for 30 years and was once someone's pet, but eventually became quote, unmanageable unquote. I don't know. Apparently there's some sort of platonic relationship between this woman and a chimpanzee in the zoo. So but she yeah. got banned because she got banned from the zoo because she was flirting well, with the gym. Well, yep. She's much. 
she's banned from visiting the chimps. Yes. Because she's like a bad influence. Uh, Okay. Because it's keeping him from bonding with other chimps. With the other chimps. Right. And so as a result, he's feeling he's he's being kind of excluded from the chimp games that they play, I guess. It's like, uh, what's it? The Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know if she's allowed to go hang out with the monitor lizards or the, <laughs> you know, flamingos or something, but apparently. Um, no chimps for her. No chimps for her. Exactly. So uh, lots of lots of animal news this Spe- week. Speaking of which, do you know, like any sort of I don't want to say history, but like anecdotal stories around Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? I I can't say I'm personally familiar with any, but uh, I'd like to see where this might be going. It is wild. So I doubt that the people writing the song really knew much about this. But apparently in Scandinavian countries where reindeer actually live, they yeah. they actually seek out psychedelic mushrooms and eat them. Really? Ooh. Yeah. And they... No wonder his nose was glowing. Exactly. Exactly. So it's kind of wonky. So how the two kind of come together, that's kind of a stretch, but I know I'm aware of both things, the song and these anecdotes. So I thought that was interesting. I am am Wikipediaing now just to see what I can find. (laughs) Yeah, we need to, we need to fact check this before I open my big mouth, you know, (laughs) no, I don't care if we do have to fact check it or not. I mean, I'm just running with it as truth. So uh, that's crazy. I didn't know they had psychedelic mushrooms and they, they have Scandinavian like, countries. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not without precedent because I am told by some people who have this sort of fauna in their backyard that squirrels will go and get drunk off of like week old apples that have dropped to the ground or something like that <laughs> this uh. is great we're, we're getting into the, the oh well that's true that's true bears <laughs> no but bears up here they because like around you know when people go to the orchard you know in the fall bears are trying to stock up for the for hibernation and so they just like eat all the fallen apples and then they stumble around drunk basically <laughs> Because they just eat all of the apples that have just been like rotting on the ground. Yeah. So, they, so that is true. So, so for all those yeah. those listeners out there, you know, all of you downloading our podcast, you all now three have, of you. No. <laughs> apparently, you know, 75 or 100 times each, which is pretty impressive. Thank you yeah. very much. But yeah, thank you. Um, thank you all. You now have inebriated bears, psychedelic zoned out mushroom eating reindeer. <laughs> and and like drunken squirrels like is that what we're at now something like yeah. that yeah All but right. i mean it explains why people were saying the reindeer were flying through the sky because they they probably were <laughs> no question about it <laughs> at least in their heads <laughs> so wait are they so are the scandinavians eating the mushrooms and seeing the flying reindeer or are the reindeer <laughs> eating the mushrooms um i i both? believe is- well i believe that 
you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that maybe the Scandinavians observed the reindeer eating the mushrooms and having a great time and figured, hey, I'm going to get me some of that too. And then surmise that this must be going on in the reindeer's mind. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> well, so far, what I'm finding from Wikipedia that at least the story, not necessarily the mushroom induced reindeer, is written in anapestic tetrameter. Ooh, which is great. The same favorite. meter as a visit from St. Nicholas slashed was the night before Christmas um, and was written in 1939 as an assignment for Montgomery Ward, the retailer. Go figure. And the song, well, the song that we all know was apparently written in 1960, I'm sorry, 1949 by the original writer's brother-in-law. So Gene Autry recorded it. This is, this is great. It doesn't mention anything about mushrooms, which is, well, I actually, I, I, I have a source now. Please. It is from The Independent, which I'm sure is very authoritative. <laughs> the popular link between Santa Claus and gifting came through the influence of stories advertising the Christmas shopping early 19th century. Okay, so go here, visit from St. Nicholas. Oh, wait a minute. And yes, folks, it's August and we're still sitting here talking about Christmas because that's how things have advanced these days. Um, and we're all Jewish. So yeah, right. that's, that's kind of <laughs> weird. Um, oh, White Christmas was written by Irving Berlin, was it not? True. So. That is true. Oh, you know what? I'm behind a paywall, but it okay. says a visit from St. Nicholas. In this poem, St. Nicholas arrives with eight tiny reindeer pulling a sleigh full of toys. The reindeers have the miraculous ability to fly. The fly agaric a mushroom which produces toxins that can cause humans to hallucinate so okay that is mentioned here darn paywall let me see if i can find something else all right well, well while you're doing that some some anthropology professor uh published a scholarly paper on rudolph's red nose oh i don't know if this is if he was mucking around or not but the guy noted that reindeer eyes can perceive shorter wavelengths of light than humans allowing them to see ultraviolet light, which is more easily scattered in fog, which would blind reindeer. Oh. So Rudolph's red nose emitting longer wavelength red light would penetrate the fog more easily. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Th- this is, uh, wow. who knows how we got off on this, but but now we're sitting here okay. trying to understand wavelengths of reindeer eyes. And NPR confirms my story. Amateur scholar named R. Gordon Wasson published a book arguing that Amantia muscaria was used in ancient ceremonies by shamans in the Far East. Other scholars then chimed in, noting that in Siberia, both the shamans and the reindeer were known to eat these mushrooms. Man and beast alike hallucinated. You can see the Christmas connections, Vister said. This idea that reindeer go berserk because they're eating Amantia muscaria, Vister said. Reindeers flying. Are they flying? Or are your senses telling you they're flying because you're hallucinating? Look at the Christmas decorations here, he said. We use all over the Western world, at least, these Christmas ornaments, which have animatia muscara or other mushrooms. And finally, he said, consider the color schemes. So there's a huge red fungus and with white spots, and Santa Claus was dressed in red with white trim. Add it all up, what do you get? Pringle connected the dots. People are flying. The mushroom turns into a happy personification named Santa. Okay. NPR, you guys. (laughs) Those are the mushrooms in in Mario Brothers too, right? 
Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. They're really kind of pretty mushrooms, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay, we should drag this back to coffee. All right. It's, <laughs> it's very good coffee. Are we marketing or are we snarketing? I think it's a solid marketing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say it's truth in advertising here. We're okay. good. Clatched coffee, nice job. This Blue is a- Thunder is definitely the way to go. Mushrooms and reindeers, I guess, depends on what you're hoping to get out of it. <laughs> it won't send you on a trip, but yeah. You know. <laughs> there we go. Oh, boy. Join right. us. Um, so wait, so this is our last uh, episode? Maybe more? I think we we're, we're doing one next week. I think our last mm-hmm. one is next week. Okay, so yeah. so then we'll pick it up at some point after that with more coffees. We are looking for your suggestions. Send them on via Twitter, oh, via and Instagram. Ooh, and stay and. tuned next week for an exciting announcement of what's to come. Ooh. Yeah. I don't even know what it is, folks. So yeah, you you do. Know, it's great. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we actually but, do talk to Dan throughout the week. But... This is true, but my memory is what it is as I... They say the first thing to go as you get older is is uh, it's something it'll come to me eventually. Try um, the coffee, Dan. Try the coffee. <laughs> so I can be hyperactive while I can't remember a bloody thing at all. <laughs> That'll make Fantastic. for a more interesting show. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've gone well past interesting into what was in that coffee, folks. Um, all right. We need the reindeer mushrooms is what we need. <laughs> we do. Somebody out there make a reindeer mushroom coffee so we can sample it and have an excuse for all of this falderol. <laughs> it's a good word not used often enough in my view, by the way. Falderol. Okay. We'll, we'll add that to Trekkenable. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right. We are running out of Zoom time. So take it away, Dan. Thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you're still listening because by this point you might have given up. Uh, Do go ahead for Clatch Coffee's Blue Thunder. It is highly recommended. We've gotten multiple beans from both of our reviewers. Join us next week where we have something else to sample. All right. See you next time. Bye. You Don't Know Beans was written and produced by all of us. Melissa Davis, Dan Sokolow, and me, Alia Fleischer. Sound editing by Dan Sokolow and Alia Fleischer. Music this week by Arthur B. Rubenstein. Special thanks to Beanbox and Clatch Roasting Company. Check them out. The links and show references, as always, can be found in the show notes. You can download us now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and other places you find your podcasts. To learn more about our show and the coffees we review, come visit us on Instagram and Twitter at You Don't Know Beans. If you like us, please rate us on Apple Podcasts and share with your friends. If you don't, it might be funny to share anyway. We here at You Don't Know Beans want to lend a mic to all voices in the coffee industry, from growers to roasters, baristas, and everybody in between. If you'd like for your story to be heard, please drop us a line on our Instagram or Twitter DM, or just email us at youdon'tknowbeanspodcast at gmail.com. Additionally, if you are a roaster and would like for us to talk about your coffee on the show, please let us know. We thank you for all of your suggestions. Thanks for listening and see you next time.